to another edition of the NCBI podcast. I'm June Tinsley, Head of Communications and Advocacy with NCBI. And today, um, as my guest, I have Claire McLaughlin, who is a, an artist and a, a creator of the Seen Unseen project. Uh, and I'm delighted to have her join me um, to learn more about this amazing project. So thank you, Claire, for, for joining me. You're very welcome, June. Thank you. Um, and before we get into the, the Seen Unseen project a, a little bit, um, can I ask you just to tell us a little bit about yourself, just to provide a bit of context? Yeah, absolutely, uh, June, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I live in Bandon in West Cork. Um, I, I have two adult children and two and twin grandchildren. Um, so I, I'm interested in sport, uh, tennis, golf, croquet. I play a little bit of bridge online. Um, I do some sailing, reading, travel, but my absolute passion is art. And um, I suppose most recently it's facilitating access to arts and culture for everybody and in particular the visually impaired community. You sound like a very, very busy lady indeed. Um, I'm telling uh, so obviously the, the Seen Unseen project, is, as you say, is targeted specifically at the, the visually impaired community. Some of our listeners might already be familiar with it. Um, but I suppose just for the benefit of others, what was the inspiration behind uh, developing this project? Well, June, I suppose uh, when I was doing research for Seen Unseen, um, it started off at as an interest in the sensory experience of art. So the... Art is based on the philosophy of art and the senses were were um, categorized as the visual being the, the primary sense and the other bodily senses were considered not as important as the visual sense. However, uh, there was a change of thinking and it was because the majority of the philosophers promoted this idea of the visual being the, the, the top of the pyramid of the senses that um, Art is, or you know, art areas like galleries and museums are such visual uh, spaces. So in 2014, I researched um, throughout the world how uh, visually impaired people accessed art because this had a particular interest for me. And I think we all, like both visually impaired and sighted people, um, you know, miss a lot by just concentrating on a visual sense or the impression that a gallery is only for people who can see, you know, and I think Seen Unseen has been instrumental in opening up that space to a more um, engaged experience for visually impaired people in particular um, through, uh, you know, through adopting a sensory, more sensory experience of exhibitions as opposed to a purely uh, verbal described, verbally described version. And uh, that's where Scene and Scene came from in 2014. And I suppose talk us through what kind of um, what would happen on uh, for the visually impaired community attending one of the activities or or exhibitions. Yeah, um, well, June. I suppose first of all, um, there is at least one Scene and Scene event per month, um, and the, that ranges from galleries to, you know, arts and culture events like um, we did Seen Unseen Goes Racing this year. Um, now, what happens is people register with me and they can do that by email um, uh, to claire at seenunseen.ie. 
And then uh, if they're coming in online, which uh, Seen Unseen is now broadcasting to three continents, uh, to visually impaired people in three continents. Uh, so they register with me and then six weeks in advance of the event, I put together a tactile pack with sensory elements that I post out to the participants abroad. Now, it takes six weeks to get to Africa and America. The, yeah. the ones going more locally are, you know, two weeks out. But it's good to register early because then, I, you know, the, the tactile packs are prepared and sent out well in advance so that you have them to hand. That's for people joining online. For people coming to the gallery, they arrive at the gallery themselves. So the journey to the gallery is all part of it. They make their own arrangements to get there. And, and usually they meet up with, with friends and it's a very sociable occasion. So they arrive at the gallery. There's a big welcome for them in the gallery space. And uh, we would go through possibly two, if not three, of the um, exhibits in the current exhibition. We'd go through the overall um, sort of theme of the exhibition, but then we would explore two or three in detail. So your sighted person uh, visiting a gallery, for instance, would only spend 30 seconds in front of an artwork and they only go by the visual, the majority of people only yeah. go by just the visual. And if they don't like it, they just pass on. Whereas in a scene unseen exploration of an exhibition, we would go through an artwork in detail. We would discuss the artist and sometimes the artist is actually uh, speaking to us as well and engaging with us about their artwork. And that's really special. And of course, the most special thing is if you can touch the physical artwork, that you're in touch with the hand of the artist. And that's very special. And that is opening up a bit more, you know, a lot of galleries are very precious um, about artworks and, you know, I can totally understand that. But some artworks, uh, maybe they don't need to be so precious about, um, especially uh, sculptures that may have been outdoors, uh, you know, and things like that. So it it is opening up. Uh, and I think uh, anybody attending a Scene Unseen event will greatly benefit. And if you, you know, you may not think you'd be interested in art, but like there's lots of facets to art. And art is really about thinking differently. So it's just opening your mind to, to exploring something different. And everybody is welcome. You don't need any experience of art whatsoever. And can I ask you, Claire, to explain a little bit how, if, if someone is joining online and they have the, the tactile <clears throat> pack in their hands, do they get most out of it when you're deep dive into those two or three exhibits that you you talked about earlier? Is that where the, the tactile element combines with it? Yeah, yeah. You need a way in uh, for if you know, especially for somebody who can't see something. You have to find a way in, and you have to find a way in that's going to work for people. Um, it sometimes it might be something very basic, but even the texture, say if you're doing a painting and you and the woman is dressed in a velvet dress, well, there would be a piece of velvet. And and then you've the texture and the luxuriousness, you know, you've got lots of um, it's just when you touch something like that, you have a way in. Whereas if you don't, if you're not touching anything uh, and you're sitting in front of a screen trying to describe uh, a painting with no tactile elements, it's very bland. It, it can be a very bland experience unless the person has experience of the image already. 
which isn't always the case. And is there an online element to all of the activities you're able to undertake in each of the galleries? In each of the galleries there is, uh, and that had that came about, that's one of one of the beneficial things that came about during COVID because we were looking at ways of engaging um, the Scene Unseen community, uh, you know, and, and any participants who wanted to participate in Scene Unseen. And, and also uh, we had people from America, Africa, Europe, uh, England, Northern Ireland wanting to join but couldn't physically be there. Yes. So uh, I developed this um, scene on scene on Zoom and the tactile packs. And we're always improving and always open to suggestions. You know, nothing is static and scene on scene. That's the beauty of it. Um, it can respond to changes. And, and, and we have a great cohort of participants who are fantastic in, in you know, saying, look, that, that worked, this didn't work, you know. And yeah, it, it's about an exploration on both sides, you know. It sounds fascinating that you're able to combine um, people physically being in, in the gallery um, and potentially speaking to the, the artist about their exhibits, plus individuals joining online and being able to have a quite immersive experience by virtue of having the, the tactile pack sent to them beforehand. Oh yeah, no, it's brilliant, June. And I mean, it, you know, the it, like the artists that do join in are blown away with the um, with the engagement because they would probably never have experienced that level of engagement yeah. in their, you know, and such a deep dive into a particular um, exhibit in their exhibition. And you know, they're always blown away with the with the questions from the participants. That you know. Um, and I think it breaks down the barriers that people put up, uh, you know, and it's it's a very sociable, it's a socially engaged art project. So it is a very sociable event, you know. And so far, um, does the Scene Unseen project, have the, you exclusively gone to, to galleries and museums or have you widened it out into other activities? No, well, yeah, no, it's always open. I would look at areas where I think, okay, um, is there an application for scene unseen here? And this year, like after two years of planning, two and a half years of planning, <coughs> excuse me, um, we engaged with Horse Racing Ireland, and that was a fantastic event. There are two fantastic events. So we explored horse racing in a sensory way. So we went to a trainer's yard on the Tuesday. Tuesday, the 2nd of August this year. Uh, we went to John O'Donoghue's train, trainer's yard in the Curra. And then the following Saturday, we went to a race meeting in the Curra. And these were very special events because um, at the at the trainer's yard, we heard the horses uh, clip-clapping in and out of the yard on the cobblestones. Yeah. That was beautiful. I like the And then all the sounds of the horses in the stables. Then we had the smells of the leather and the tack and the textures of the silks, you know, that the that the jockeys wear when they're going racing. And the um, there was a farrier there that day who was shoeing one of the horses. And we had all of the sounds of that, plus the texture. Uh, the farrier brought along the different weights of shoes, the winter shoes and the racing shoes. So we were able to touch all those and we actually got to touch a horse. You know, we, we were up close and personal individually with one of the horses. 
a retired racehorse now, I might add, not a flighty one. Um, And that was very special because a lot of the group, uh, a lot of the participants would never have had an interaction with racing. Um, they they'd never have been in a trainer's yard. I think maybe maybe one or two were, but up, other than that, no. And uh, you know that was a very special special bond. And and horses are so intuitive. Yeah. Um. So it, it, that was wonderful. And then the following Saturday we went to the races. So that was like a race day. Uh. We we explored the um. The parade ring we met the the ceo of the race course uh, the clerk of the course brought us out onto the racetrack we experienced the finish line where there's a slight difference in the cutting of the grass and then how they measure the finish line so we it was a, a super day we also went to the bookies and heard all the banter um so it was absolutely wonderful and a nice um a nice uh, you know a different experience but you know part of arts and culture at the same time very much so yeah very much so and i suppose is the the scene unseen project funded by a particular local authority or uh, the arts council or anything like that not at the moment um i'm in the process of engaging with sponsors um for a scene unseen because it is about to to get a whole lot bigger um and you know i need to um I need to share my skills with other people. So it's going to be on a different footing. And 2023 is already booked out uh, for a scene unseen. Um, I do other art projects as well. So, uh, but scene unseen has got particularly big and it would be a shame for a scene unseen to not grow. Exactly. Yeah, um, and, the, the, you know, because it has made a big difference in how galleries and museums and other institutions regard uh, an experience. You know, it's not a box ticking exercise. It's about a meaningful engagement with arts and culture for a visually impaired person, as opposed to a box ticking exercise. And I'll, I'll come back to that in a second, Claire, but I was just curious, the... Um, venues that you visit that they seem to be countrywide am i correct oh yeah absolutely northern ireland we've been to england um we were i'm actually going to the states that's a different project but i'm hoping to do some scene unseen events in the states as well in 2023 uh because we have scene unseen participants in the states who haven't been to a live scene unseen so so the irish um the irish participants would might travel but they can always join online so it's yeah. you know it's a kind of a reverse thing yeah reciprocal yeah exactly yeah. um and I, I suppose given given you've been involved in a, a number of the uh, activities and trips can I ask you which one would be your most memorable um that you've undertaken and and why is it so so memorable to you well I suppose they, they were all very memorable the first the first scene I'd seen um was with Ed Harper from Cape Clear and uh that that was very special because it was the first you know like uh i was kind of you know so nervous about doing it and then making sure everything was going well and it was very good and i learned an awful lot and ed was was very good he he came to skipperine and we explored a community art project yeah. the second one then was in the crawford gallery with a group from the NCBI in Cork, and um, we explored uh, Seamus Murphy's sculptures, which we were able to touch, which was fantastic. 
and there have been many um, memorable events in Scene Unseen, you know, all terrifically engaging. But I suppose the last year, the, the highlight for last year was the Scene Unseen Goes Racing yeah. because it was such a different experience. Um, the galleries are, are wonderful. And, you know, now I think the space has opened up in the gallery. So it's about exploring new spaces, continuing to open up the gallery space and museum space, but opening up new spaces, you know, and thinking about thinking about things differently, which is what art is. And touching on that, um, do you find that once the galleries have been involved in the project, that there's kind of longevity to their desire to make future exhibitions uh, more interactive and inclusive of people who are blind or vision impaired? I think I think it's changing. You know, there's work done, much more to be done. And Scene Unseen is very well placed to facilitate that um, change and has facilitated that change in lots of spaces. And lots of the galleries we, we collaborate with in Scene Unseen, you know, want to continue the collaboration and have booked sessions like, you know, a lot of the galleries would book up to four sessions a year. Um, so, you know, it, it's getting to the stage now where Scene Unseen will have at least two events in 2023 instead of one. Um, and, you know, and, and possibly there could be more. And, and it's like that, you know, if vision, visually impaired people want access, they need to tell people what level of access they want. And, it, you know, it's it's important for um, if you don't ask, it will never be provided. You know, and, and I think it's chicken and egg. So in the beginning, it was difficult to get galleries to understand that a gallery space should be somewhere that uh, is accessible for uh, particularly for people with the vision impairment. And that that type of thinking has changed and it is now more open. But you do have to welcome people in, you, you know, um, after all, these are publicly but in the majority publicly funded um institutions and it's their it's their absolute it's an absolute most for them to welcome people you know and as you rightly say they are public buildings so um there's a an obligation and duty on them to make sure that the, the contents are accessible and certainly um ncbi has been kind of commenting and, and flagging and, and linking in with um the Heritage Council, for example, in highlighting how so many of our uh, heritage sites are totally inaccessible uh, for people who are blind or vision impaired. Um, so I'm delighted to hear in your view that the, some of the galleries are making a step in the right direction. Do you feel any of the, the heritage sites are? Yeah, well, I suppose we haven't done, I haven't done a deep dive on the heritage sites really, um, June, to be honest, but I mean, that. I certainly would see areas that that could be improved, but all of the time it's about, you know, it's not necessarily about spending lots of money to make things more accessible. You can overcome a lot if you, you know, just step back and ask people what yeah. they want, you know, and, and give a meaningful experience. And, you know, the personal contact is always, um, always special and a personal understanding you know, to try and make things easier for people who who don't have the same abilities as others. Yeah, and and, and as you rightly say, it is about asking, and it um, certainly it seems to be just 
a, a lack of awareness um, as opposed to either malice or just anything vindictive behind it. It, it just seems to be lack of awareness in terms I, of. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I think it's um, and I think there's a certain amount of fear of getting it wrong. Uh, and, you know, look, uh, everybody appreciates people trying their best. And, you know, we all get it wrong sometimes um so you know we're not we're not machines um but it's but it's important to learn that if you do get it wrong you write it you know and and if it's brought to your attention that something isn't working you change it correct correct and also i suppose uh, part of that learning is to understand the the diversity of vision impairment and that um uh, switching everything to a, a braille signage won't necessarily work for uh, a large proportion of the sight loss community because they may, may not never have learned braille so it's offering kind of diverse um ways to be interactive with the exhibits and um, museums and and heritage spaces i know absolutely june i mean in the beginning of uh, seen and seen i mean i had one of the galleries say to me oh yeah we're fully accessible we've got braille in the lists you know um yeah. so you know it's about education um it's about awareness and it's about it's about people asking for what they need. Um, I I, uh, I went to the joint committee. I spoke at the joint committee for um, arts, culture, tourism, uh, sports and media um, with one of the participants, Carmen. And so we went along and there were two fully funded bodies at that meeting. But, you know, Carmen gave a very personal experience of what is required um, in lots of areas like concerts and uh, theatre, arts and you know she gave very valuable information to that meeting um, and I think the uh, the public representatives that were there certainly learned a lot and uh, were surprised that Seen Unseen wasn't publicly funded you know. Yes exactly that I suppose that's so was I that's why I was asking the question um how it was funded because as you rightly say there's such growth potential to it um you want to make sure that unlike any uh, unlike other projects where like pilot initiatives are rolled out and then in true irish fashion there's no longevity behind them um you, you don't want the same thing to happen with the the scene unseen initiative no and and that's not going to happen either june i mean i'm in the process of uh, yeah. like there's big changes coming in 2023 but um you know not so big that the you know the, the priority in all of scene unseen is the visually impaired participants you know and their engagement with art and culture and I suppose, um, Claire, just how many participants on average would attend one of the events? Well, it could be anything up to 50. So you could have like you could have a number online, you could have and then they change like there, there's there's well over 150 participants who dip in and out. They, they're not there all the time. Some would have lapsed maybe and come back in. You know, not everybody's going to be able to make it all the time. True. but. The beauty of Seen Unseen is that schedule is up. People can decide whether they'd like to come or not. And, you know, it's always open. There's never a restriction, really. You know, I mean, I I'll always find if, if we find that the group is too big, we'll have two groups. You know, in fact, I remember one time in the National Gallery, we had three groups, <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, there's always ways around these things. And I would never refuse anybody. I would always try and facilitate in some form. 
you know, to make sure that everybody is accessing it, that nobody's disappointed. Brilliant, brilliant. And I suppose that, that brings us on then, Claire, to if you could please give out the contact details and websites and all that so that people can feel free to browse the uh, breadth of activities and events that are already scheduled for 2023. I will, of course. Thank you, June. Um, if you have any queries or anything, if you'd like to register, there is an event on Friday in the Solstice Arts Centre in Navan at half two. You can join online or you can join in person. If you'd like, you'd be more than welcome. All you need to do is email Claire, C-L-A-R-E, at Scene on Scene, S-E-E-N, U-N-S-E-E-N dot I-E. Then if you'd like more information on the Scene on Scene schedule, my website is artistclairemclaughlin.org. So that's artist, uh, Claire as in C-L-A-R-E, Mac, M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N dot org. And the full list is there and, and it is an accessible website. So, and my phone number is 086-309-1653 if anybody would like to speak to me, because I know some people find the computer a bit difficult. So there's no issue. Please don't let um, technology um, stop you from engaging with Scene Unseen. We'd love to see you anytime. Excellent. And Claire, can I just ask you to, to repeat that phone number just one more time for ease? You can, of course. It's 086-309-1653. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And that's my own number. So I, I, if I don't, if I can't answer it, I will always phone you back. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, I would just like to say thank you so much for your time. I'm delighted to have learned so much about Scene Unseen. It sounds like a fabulous initiative um, that is reaping the benefits of um, expanding art into so many um, new people's lives. Uh, and great to see that it's it's growing such legs across the continents even. Um, so best of luck with it in, in 2023 and beyond. Uh, and as always, if anyone is interested in accessing NCBI's services, feel free to jump onto the website ncbi.ie or our info line is 1-800-911-250. But for now, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Claire, for having a chat with me today. Thank you very much, June. And you'd be also very welcome to Scene and Scene anytime if you'd like to come along to experience it for yourself. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll jump onto the website and, and see what dates would work out uh, and I can get back in touch with you that way. Okay, thank you, June, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you.